93.9 The Eagle, broadcasting live from the Zimmer Radio Group World Headquarters. This is the CEO Roundtable with Fred Perry. Ready for interviews with movers and shakers from our community as we dive in for a deeper look inside Columbia. Now, here's your host, Fred Perry. And welcome to the CEO Roundtable Show. Fred Perry, your host this uh, weekend. I am uh, very glad to be with you uh, in the studios and uh, very pleased to welcome a friend of mine to the Eagle Studios, uh, the owner of the Broadway Hotel, uh, Mr. Dave Parmalee. Dave, good to have you with us. Hey, thank you, Fred. Thanks for having me on. I, uh, there's lots of things to talk about. Uh, there's a lot of stuff in the news uh, recently about your hotel and about some things in downtown Columbia uh, that we're going to cover. But I, it's, you've got a pretty interesting story to tell and, and uh, some, some really uh, nice updates that I have not seen in any other media here in town. So I think our listeners are going to learn something uh, uh, this weekend uh, from this show. Um, tell our listeners a little bit about your background. Where did you grow up? Uh, grew up in Warrensburg, Missouri, actually. Okay, and uh, well, have you get a little close to that microphone? And yeah. and uh, I, I remember your mom was a state representative from Warrensburg, yeah, so she, she was, was she active was in politics back in the day, and she was one of the first ones that was term limited out back in two thousand two. So now a lot of our uh, older listeners will remember um, uh, some of your original employment here in Columbia. Uh, how did you get into the hospitality business? Uh, actually, I started working at the Lake of the Ozarks at a resort called the Osage House, okay, in Osage Beach. And, and where was that? Uh, Osage Beach, kind of by the top side of there, had a oh. restaurant that overlooked the Grand Glaze Bridge there. Yep. And, okay. Uh, so I worked down there in, in high school and college, and then when I graduated from college, they actually hired me to be food and beverage director down there. Okay. So. Now you made your way to Columbia, mm-hmm. uh, and I think people were, will remember um, the esta- the fine establishment that you used to work at. Uh, I think you later bought that property and, and built something on it. But uh, what was your first hotel experience here in Columbia? Uh, it would be the Campus Inn Hotel there yeah. at, uh, by the university. Yeah. And uh, at the time, Don. Breckenridge uh, was working for him, and he transferred me up here from the lake to Columbia. And we, I was director of sales there, and lived in the hotel for a year and a half. Yeah, I was about twenty five years old, and free food and beverage, and daily maid service. Yeah, what was the garage. name of the restaurant in that? Oh, uh, uh, several things. It was a Mexican restaurant at the end, but before that, it was something else. I'm trying to think what it was. It was yeah, a pretty lively spot. Yeah. And a very valuable piece of real estate. Uh, yeah. the, the, I don't recall the hotel being in that great a shape. No, uh, it wasn't as that I recall. Great when I was there, but I was actually down here. My son had a little league baseball tournament. Uh, this is probably 15 years ago. We were down here for it and I said, I'm going to drive by the campus in for old time's sake, which I did. And I thought, man, this place wasn't great shakes when I was here, but it's gone to hell since then. <laughs> so I, uh, it took me two weeks to track down the owner. Turned out he lived four miles away in a town and country, Missouri. Oh, yeah. And when I called him, he said, oh, you're the first person to call me. I said, I said what do you mean? He goes, I put the for sale sign on the campus in this morning. I said, I'll buy it. They're not making any more <laughs> land inside the University of Missouri last time I checked. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, it worked out well. And, and was, you ended uh, up uh, uh, buying that hotel. How long did you leave that hotel there? Or did you tear it down immediately? Immediately. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> that day, yeah, day. Uh, and then uh, you built the Hampton Inn there. Yeah, we built the Hampton Suites there, and then uh, Stadium Grill. We built that there as well. So yeah. it's a great location inside the University of Missouri, and two thousand feet from the football stadium. So. Yeah, and uh, President Obama spent the night there. Well, yeah, we had a lot of celebrities stay there. Surprisingly, I mean, it's, I mean, it's a nice hotel, but it's still just a limited service Hampton Inn. Yeah, but we had a lot of celebrities. Uh, Obama stayed there four days before the election when he did the speech on the Quad that night. Yeah, and uh, so we had all the Canada, all the David Pluff and all the staff, and then all the press corps there. 
Yeah. Oh, big deal. You also own some uh, hotels in the St. Louis area. Down at, you, you did own a hotel in Steamboat Springs, Colorado, one of my favorite places to go. Uh, but you sold that a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. It became workforce housing, which is kind of interesting, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, it was. Yeah. Uh, and then, um, uh, but you got a couple of, of uh, properties in the uh, St. Louis area. Tell us a, about those brands. Like, mm-hmm. you know, Hampton Inn is, is I think, uh, what, what do you like about the Hampton Inn? Well, when I left columbia back in 87 i guess it was breckenridge transferred me up to st louis mm-hmm. and i worked at several hotels there uh kings at the airport the danielle and clayton and ramada and south and those were all full service hotels so mm-hmm. good experience but you know, quickly realized that probably 90 percent of your headaches and, and maybe 10 percent of your profits are in food and beverage so <laughs> when that came time uh, years later for me to build my first hotel we we looked at Hampton Inn, which is limited service. Yeah. And uh, there's no food and beverage. Yeah. People always say, well, you got breakfast. I said, well, you know what? It's free. Yeah. If you don't like it, it's still free. <laughs> That's and, right. So, uh, no, you don't get your money back. Right. Um, and then uh, your, how important is that flag? I mean, is that something, does that, would you say that drives a lot of the bookings? Oh, yeah, definitely. Okay. Um, Hilton's part of, Hampton Inn's part of Hilton brand, so there's a lot of brands through there, but you've got your, your reservation systems and your Hilton Honors points, so yeah. you know, business travelers were really looking towards that and want to have that behind you. And the banks, to be honest, they want to see that, that flag behind there. Yeah. You got it. Oh, it's, interesting. Yeah. yeah. And, of course, uh, with the Broadway Hotel that you own, uh, that Doubletree is uh, very important. Uh, that's mm-hmm. one of the brands that people go out of their way. I had some relatives in town uh, recently, and, and I said, where are you guys staying? And they said, well, we're staying at the, at the Broadway. And I said, oh, how'd you find that? And he goes, oh, it's a Doubletree. We love Doubletree. Mm-hmm. We won't stay anywhere but a Doubletree. Huh, so, nice. you know, it's kind of a... Um, yeah, so it's, it's one of those things that really is finding out from you. It does drive traffic. So it, it's, it's it important. Does, yeah. yeah. And, and the Broadway is unique because uh, we really, well, I really didn't want to build a cookie cutter double tree for downtown Columbia because yeah. downtown is so unique. Yeah. Uh, I found out there was a hotel in Chicago called The Wit, a yeah. double tree by Hilton. Yeah. Rooftop bar and really cool design. So. Mm-hmm. I called Hilton and said, hey, could I do something like that for Columbia? And they said, yeah, probably. I said, well, I have to follow color scheme A, B, or C. No, you can do what you want. I said, good. Wow. She goes, well, you got to have the cookie, though. I said, oh, well, we can do the cookie. <laughs> so it's a lot more work doing everything one-off and picking all the light fixtures and decor. But yeah. uh, it turned out well. Matter of fact, we got the award uh, when we opened for Best New uh, Development, Double Tree Development Worldwide. Oh, that's so a compliment. That's, that's great, yeah. yeah. So, uh, uh, you know, I call I call the uh, downtown Broadway, I call it my half-wit idea for Columbia. <laughs> half-wit, very good. I've, we've stayed in the wit before in Chicago, and that's it's kind of a funky hotel, uh-huh. you know what I mean? I, as I recall, the first time we stayed there was uh, I, the furniture and, and uh, you know, all of the decor were just a little bit different and mm-hmm. kind of retro almost. But um, what percentage of the people who stay at the Broadway know about the cookie? Uh, everybody, because we offer it right there when you check in. Oh, you do? You actually yeah. mention it yourself. Oh, yeah. We okay. Make, we got a yeah. hot box there, so they're nice and warm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow, it's a great cookie. There's no it question is. about it. So it's um, if you're ever in a mood for cookie, just book a room at the Broadway, right? Well, we actually give them out to people who aren't staying there, too. Oh, you probably shouldn't have said that. I anyway. know. Everybody will show up tomorrow. <laughs> you got to buy the milk, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. got to buy the milk. That's right. You buy your own milk. Um, so uh, tell me a little bit about the, the hospitality business here in Columbia. You know, you have operate in other markets mm-hmm. uh how does the columbia market differ from what you're doing in chesterfield or what you did in steamboat mm-hmm. um well chesterfield was, has been a good market was a good market we were the first limited service hotel when we built the hampton inn in 1997 and mm-hmm. it just took off immediately yeah uh, we built the hampton inn suites two miles away in chesterfield valley uh three years later based on the success of the first one but you know since then there's been quite a few new hotels added to the market so 
I like yeah. it better when there wasn't a bunch. But, yeah, yeah. But uh, Columbia is just more, um, it's just year-round. It's very uh, recession-proof. They always say college towns and state capitals are very recession-proof, and I think that's very true. It's like there's always something going on. I like to say everybody comes to Columbia at least once a year for something. Yeah. You know, band yeah. tournament or yeah. continuing education. Or yeah, football games. Or yeah, absolutely. It's, it, Columbia is a, a central gathering spot, that's for sure. Um, the big news this week um is at least for me uh is that you are finally you are ready to begin construction on tower number two and you know we talked about tower number two four or five years ago and uh it's been a, a something that you wanted to do but of course the pandemic hit yep. and construction materials uh, the supply chain got really messed up um tell us a little bit about uh what tower two is going to look like yeah so uh yeah we've been working on this for close to five years now uh we were very close to getting shovel on the ground right before covid hit and mm-hmm. then missed it by about two weeks and everything kind of shut down so thank goodness well no actually it would have been fine i would have liked it to start then it was a lot cheaper and interest rates were a lot lower oh i guess too. so yeah, yeah. that's, that's we right we've been opening up right when the covid was over and yeah was out, so. okay anyway yeah. water under the bridge yeah uh but yeah the new tower is going to be the same height as the first one it's directly north uh, on a small parcel about a quarter acre uh it'll have 80 guest rooms but more importantly we're adding about three times more meeting space than we have right now. Right now, we only have about 3,500 square feet of meeting space, but the new one will have a, a meeting room for about 150 people on the ground floor. How many, room. how many guest rooms are you adding? Uh, we're adding 80 guest rooms. 80 new guest rooms. Mm-hmm. Now, you say north. I'm, I'm picturing west. Uh, no, so, it's due north. Okay. To, well, what used to be on the property? Uh, there was a small little office building there. Okay. So it's immediately west of the Short Street Garage. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Very good. That All right. One. And so the, the main feature we're going to put in is a large ballroom on the top floor, on the eighth floor kind of like the rooftop bar yeah it'll seat 300 plus which we don't have now right now we can max out around 120 for a banquet yeah or a wedding and most weddings you know they're thinking 200 people or so yeah so we think that'll be a big hit and then so we're actually crossing the alley to get to the second building so we're going to put walkways at the fourth floor and the eighth floor connecting the two okay so you'll be able to leave the ballroom on the eighth floor and go directly over to the rooftop bar Really? Oh, yeah, that's going to be nice. Very convenient. Yeah, that's, that's a, great. And so, and I guess a pretty spectacular view of Columbia from the ballroom. Yeah, we have windows, bank of windows um, on the west and north side. Yeah, yeah. And so, we'll be able to see downtown Columbia. And when do you think? Uh, what's your completion date for for something like that? Uh, we've hired Parrot Construction to do it, and they've built two of my hotels before. They mm-hmm. have suites here, and yep. one in Chesterfield. Uh, they've got a fourteen month time frame. So I'm thinking if they get started, we're hoping to get started here in the next thirty days. We've yeah. got our foundation permit and our building permits in for a review right now, and we should get that any day. Um, so I'm hoping we get open by the end of twenty. 24. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that's good. And uh, you feel pretty confident about uh, uh, your cost, your supply chain issues. I mean, you feel like that stuff's been resolved. Yeah, for the we most had part. to make some accommodations. We actually had to go ahead and pre-order our steel because steel prices were jumping all over the place. Matter of fact, it went up 110 percent in two years. Mm. Um, Unbelievable. Electrical transformers, even utility companies can't even get them for 10 months or so. So we yeah. hadn't ordered those. So those are kind of the long poles in the tent that we had to get out there ahead of and, yeah. and nail down in advance. So Yeah. it's uh, And, it, of course, you know, that stuff, they don't um, – uh, all that stuff costs money. Yeah, right? a lot more than it used to. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, I think our cost went up 40%. Yeah. Somebody said, uh, you know, day $5 million sounds like a lot of money, but – 10 or 15 years, you'll probably forget about it. I said, no, I'm never going to forget about it. I'm going to be less sore about it in 10 or 15 years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you might have forgotten about it, yeah. yeah. Um, why Why are you bullish on downtown Columbia right now? I mean, what yeah. is, uh, I mean, this is a pretty, I mean, I think that people were shocked. The first time that people saw the Broadway Hotel, they, and 
considering what used to be there, which mm-hmm. was the downtown area, as I recall, mm-hmm. um, they're like going, wow, this is Columbia, Missouri. You know, it's just because it, there's just such a different feel right. in there. Everything, I mean, everything is really nice and luxurious and, and upgraded, uh, upscale. Um, so you're, you're, you're really, you're doubling down on your investment in yeah. downtown Columbia. Tell me why. Well, yeah, when we built the Hampton and Suites, uh, at the, by the stadium there, that property did, did great for us. But like I mentioned before, we had every celebrity coming to town, staying at our limited service hotel. I said, yeah, we can certainly do better than this, but, uh, we had such a great downtown. There was no hotel there. It just didn't make any sense. Um, any hotel of any consequence, I should say. And this is before the Tiger got renovated. Oh, okay. Um, so, uh, yeah, we think people like being in the convenience location, be able to walk downtown and see all the interesting things to do there. Yeah. Um, Are you of a mind that a rising tide uh, raises all ships? Definitely. Yeah, because I think that you can look at the Tiger as Mm -hmm. your competition, or you can look at it as as somebody who's really raising awareness about the benefits of staying downtown. Exactly. And I feel that way, even when they built the uh, rooftop bar down the street from me there. Yeah. Flattery. Yeah, that's right. Limitations, flattery. Yeah. And there was plans for a third hotel. Have you heard anything? Uh, The Odo family was going to do a hotel at one point. I don't know what their plans are. Okay. uh, It seems like it's not going to happen from the looks of things. And so, yeah. Um, the uh you were in litigation for a long time with this company that built the parking garage and yeah. and uh that all got resolved and you spent a lot of money on legal fees but you won we won yeah yes. and uh so it's kind of a whatever being the winner looks like in a situation like that <laughs> not much after you pay the legal fees yeah, but we right. did win yeah so. well that's good um do you want to say their name on the radio just one more time, just to sully their reputation a little bit uh, more? Killian Construction. Okay. <laughs> I told Perrick, our new contractor, I said, listen, the bar is pretty low here. Why don't you do better than the last contractor? Uh, Perrick has uh, construction. I think Perrick built the uh, next-gen center. Uh, I'm not sure if they did that. We're working in the women's hospital. Or the children's oh, hospital. okay. I noticed they have a trailer over there, so yeah, I, maybe that's what it's for. I think they're a fast-track approved contractor for the university as oh, well. Okay, so, yeah, yeah. Very good. They're very good. Long-established uh, company out of St. Louis. And so... Um, so I want to talk a little bit about uh, this. Uh, you have been a champion of this for some time, and it, it sounds like we're getting closer to this actually happening. Uh, the idea of a convention center in downtown Columbia, conference center. Mm-hmm. Um, is it going to happen? Oh, it's uh, hard to say. There's a lot of uh, steps to happen here. I mean, what are the Vegas odds? Uh, the Vegas odds? Uh, 50-50, maybe. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I but at least people are talking about it. They are starting to. So a little background here. The uh, the downtown CID engaged uh, HVS Consulting. It's a national firm that does marketing studies for conference centers. Mm-hmm. And uh, and they came and did the study for it. You know, when they first came in, they kind of said, well, you know, conference centers really don't make any money. I said, yeah, I've heard that before. I said, I got an inkling if any conference center could make a couple of nickels, it'd be downtown Columbia. Well, lo and behold, they come back with their study, which is super positive. Matter of fact, they said it's probably one of the most positive studies they've done in several years. And this was an independent study conducted by the uh, downtown yeah, Columbia CID Association. Them, yeah. And they uh, said uh, there was two options, a small option and a big option. I think everybody kind of gravitates towards the larger option. But it would basically... Uh, bring 80,000 people downtown a year, which after what the businesses downtown went through and the district went through during during COVID, I think it's very welcome news. When we come back from this break, we'll continue our conversation with yeah. Dave Parmley, and we'll talk about what the size uh, might look mm-hmm. like and, and where this might be located uh, in downtown Columbia, a conference center. We've got lots of things to talk about, uh, including uh, some uh, some stuff with crime and some stuff with the homeless population in downtown Columbia and how that's affecting business. Uh, we'll be back with Dave Parmley. You're listening to the CEO Roundtable. I'm Fred Perry. You're listening to 93.9 The Eagle.
Welcome back to the CEO Roundtable Show. Fred Perry, your host this weekend. Glad that you have tuned in. We are visiting with David Parmalee, who is the owner of the Broadway Hotel. He has some hotels in St. Louis as well. And uh, we've been talking uh, about, uh, uh, of course, the expansion, the second tower beginning on the Broadway Hotel, but also this concept of a conference center in downtown Columbia. You know, years ago when the business community would sort of get together and, and talk about our wish list for the community, you know, one of the things we really wanted was a new airport. And uh, thanks to the hotels in Columbia, we got a new airport. Uh, and uh, the other thing that, that people have talked about that would really sort of, uh, of course, everybody wants the Trader Joe's and the Whole Foods, but but uh, something more practical is this idea of a conference center in uh, in Columbia and, and the idea of it being downtown so that it's close to the university and, and walkable, uh, to so many businesses. So there's a concept that's, uh, being developed. The, the concept is, uh, it, it appears to hold water. It, it appears to be a viable, uh, thing. Now you are, you're an expert on this because you have, uh, discussed the conference center in many, many different forms and iterations over the years. So you've talked about partnering with the university mm-hmm. um, and you had some uh, site picked out, but uh, the university couldn't pull the trigger on it. Just sort of tell me sort of, again, why are you bullish on this idea? Uh, I think because it's a great downtown. People want to come here. And when HBS did the study, we ranked you know, very high on uh, extracurricular activities after the conference is over. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's not Las Vegas or New Orleans, but yeah. it's, you know, it's better than Joplin, I guess. Yeah, you know, yeah. As um, far as things to do. So we think it'd be very successful being down there. And uh, and more importantly, the location we're looking at is, is actually uh, some parcels immediately west of where Broadway Tower 2 is going. So it's assembled to about a little less than one acre. Uh, and we think we can get a hotel there that would be... Uh, 30, um, get this right, math right. A conference center. Conference center. Yeah. 30,000 square feet usable space. But more importantly, you're able to add, if you, this all connects to Broadway Tower 1, Broadway Tower 2 meeting space, and the atrium that John Ott developed. Yeah. Which has, I think, 8,000. So there's 20,000 already in place of square footage. So the atrium would stay there in its yep. current format. Right. Okay. Add that to it. So you could use that for your trade shows or happy hour afterwards yeah. or whatever. But you basically, you've got private investment of 20,000 square feet of meeting space with probably one, two in the atrium. Now you put in 30,000 of connected space. You've got 50,000 square feet of semi-connected space, making you the fourth largest conference center in Missouri. Wow. What, well, so what is the current configuration? Do we, does, is the Expo Center out at, uh, is that about 15,000 square feet? Um, yeah, about half their space they have out there is the Expo, which is low finish, you know, yeah. concrete floor and yeah. high ceilings are yeah. exposed. We were looking to do a high-end conference center uh, finishes here. It wouldn't be like a trade show type Right. Facility. This would be right. where people could do conferences. Yeah, and upscale technology-based. Yeah. And so if you were having a typical conference mm-hmm. uh, with the configuration that's being proposed, mm-hmm. uh, how many people could that center hold at one time? Um, it depends on what kind of seating. The, yeah. the larger version of this thing they like because you could actually have multiple events going on at one time, Okay, which gives you more flexibility yeah. as well. But um, could you bring a group of 1,000 people in? for Yeah, for banquets. Yeah. We can seat banquet for 1,000. The largest ballroom would be 16,000 square feet, so that'll, that'll seat 1,000 banquet style. Wow. Yeah. That's impressive. And then classroom style, theater style, that's uh, probably a couple thousand or 3,000. Yeah, not that many, no. Uh, maybe classroom, I'd look at the numbers, Fred, but it'd be uh, 
It'd be close to that, too, I think. Back to two. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But, but you'd have the ballroom. It'd be a two-story conference center that you would have. The top floor would be the ballroom. That's visible. And you'd have the lower level also be for breakout rooms. You want to, you need, you've been at a typical conference where in the morning you have a general session and then everybody breaks out and there has lunch and then everybody breaks out to those three different yeah. groups here. 300, 300, 300. You know, yeah. we've, we've talked about it on this program before with Amy Schneider, but I think that people sort of, um, maybe discount the value of tourism in mm-hmm. our community because it's really a low impact economic mm-hmm. engine. Right. Uh, these folks that come in for these conferences don't require uh, a lot of city services. They don't require, um, you know, police and fire protection like, like, uh, the average citizen don't does. impact the schools. Yeah. That doesn't impact the, the size of the number of kids in your classrooms. Right. And so, and it's also, you know, pretty good source for jobs. Right. So, you know, I, I think that, uh, we forget just how uh, beneficial something like this could be mm-hmm. for our community. And, right. and um, so when you look at, um, can this be done without public assistance or does there have to be some kind of public-private partnership to make this work? It's going to have to be a public-private partnership. Okay. The uh, HVS study, they were very clear about, you know, almost all the conference centers in the country are done as publicly owned. Yeah. For one, you know, they got the different tools and resources to put that to it, but also they're able to, to, to borrow money at less cost or bond at less cost. Oh, yeah. But you could have multiple streams, and we, we weren't able to identify all the streams just yet. There's a lot of different options that we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, once once this thing's built, they're showing it, it without any debt on it. The larger version would make 500000 Well, that's not breaking even. That's making 500000 uh, and then, in addition, it would throw off, I think it was $430,000 a year in additional taxes to the city, uh, $220,000 to the county, um, plus the CBV would get more money from the convention hotel taxes. Yeah. 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 So, uh, so it really yeah. could be a nice win-win. But, you know, you're going to have the naysayers who say, sure. well, you know, the city should not be involved in this business and they, they we don't want to take any risk. Right. Uh, do you think the university has an appetite to get involved in something like this? I, I haven't talked to them lately about mm-hmm. it. Um, I don't know, Fred. Yeah. Uh, we talked before it was on property that they had uh, down by the football stadium. Yeah. That's been six, seven years ago. Yeah. Um, and all those people are gone that you were talking to. Yeah, a lot of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. um, you know, it's it's interesting. You know, for some reason, Jefferson City has been light years ahead of Columbia <laughs> when it comes to a conference center. And, and they have been all over it. They have had uh, all kinds of proposals. Uh, in the last few years, Jeff City decided that they... Uh, they wanted to partner with you mm-hmm. to build their their convention right. center, which I, you know is a nice compliment. Uh, you had looked at some property uh, over at the old prison grounds. Uh, as that a was the site that they asked yeah. for at RFP, and we threw our hat in the ring, and they selected us yeah. as a master developer, and we worked a good three years on that, both before COVID and up yeah. until recently here. Yeah, so things are kind uh, of on hold with that project. Yeah, right now. I mean, they had they passed a four percent uh, lodging tax just for in addition to regular lodging tax. Wow. Uh, just dedicated the convention center, so they were going to have. We were going to have build basically a conference center and an expo center yeah. connected there. So is but, it generating revenue right now? Uh, is the tax generating the additional? Oh, revenue? the money's going to the bank right now. So they okay. could they could have paid for the conference center and expo center almost free and clear with the money they've got and the stream they've got. That the problem was trying to build. They wanted a hotel like the Broadway, yeah. very specifically a full service hotel like the Broadway, rooftop bar, 150 rooms, and getting the math to work right now between you know those design elements. Which are more expensive during construction costs yeah. going up, yeah. and interest rates have almost doubled in the last two years. We couldn't get that part to pencil out here, so uh, I, I think you know, we kind of taken a wait and see, and this is the way they are as well. Yeah. I think it still has some viability to it, but it was kind of refreshing going down there because they basically, when they put this proposal out, they said 
we're going to throw everything in the kitchen sink in here, incentive-wise, and we want happen. We know we need it, but, yeah. but, and but still, in Columbia, still you're going to have, you're yeah. gonna have to fight a fight to <laughs> whether or not we really need it, you yeah. know? Right. Well, whatever, whatever streams come up with here, it's nothing that we're looking at the city would ever be uh, using their full faith and credit behind these bonds or anything. It'd be, it'd be streams of payments that are dedicated to it. So it's the Much pay- like the airport. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So and it works. Um, it's interesting. And, and you know, there, we've had so much government money, uh, pumped into Columbia in, in recent years through the American Rescue Plan. And then, you know, now we're collecting money on marijuana sales. Uh, unfortunately, Columbia is going to be generating a lot of money off of, uh, you know, sales tax revenues for marijuana sales. Uh, but we also, uh, have passed this, um, you know, sales tax on internet sales. And mm-hmm. so it's, uh, the Wayfair tax, whatever it's called. Right. But, but I mean, there's a lot of new streams of revenue, money that we've never had before in, in our public, our local governments. And so, uh, now would be the time to, to pull the trigger and do something about mm-hmm. it before we get to u- get used to, you know, having all that Find money. Find something else to spend it on. Yeah. Yes, we, yes. There's no question that we'll do right. that. So, um, I want to talk to you about downtown because mm-hmm. I think, you know, you're making a significant, investment in downtown columbia and you know i i know that you sat on the advisory board for for the special business district down there and and uh at least you did i, I did yeah, yeah yeah but you know um i would say the average columbian would tell you that downtown columbia has really um degraded over the last few years that it's not as safe to be in downtown columbia uh, the homeless population is out of control. Uh, we saw what they did to a, a, a law office at the corner of Ninth and Broadway in broad daylight. Um, you know, and how they trashed the, I mean, so tell me, I mean, when you, as a businessman and you're, mm-hmm. you're doubling down on your investment and mm-hmm. if, and if you get involved in the conference center, you're going to be really doubling down. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you do about crime in downtown Columbia and, and the homeless population? What, what's your perspective? Yeah. Well, I think it's kind of, Two aspects of that. I mean, backing up back when I was on the, the downtown district CID, I mean, almost every meeting, I was my biggest concern was crime. We were having intermittently, well, we had three weekends in a row where we had shootings downtown. Yeah. And luckily nobody got hit because they're not very good aim, I guess. But uh, <laughs> maybe yeah. that's unfortunate. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, but, uh, you know, I'd say at every meeting, I said, you know, if, if somebody gets shot and killed downtown, that's really going to hurt the district brand. And, you yeah. know, it, and God forbid it's anybody gets killed, but if it was a freshman college student, it's going to kill Mizzou enrollment. So mm-hmm. that was my main focus at that point. At that time, we had, you know, a, a, a level of homelessness, nothing like we have today. But I, I, I don't know the necessarily the crime issue and the homeless are hand in hand. They're, they're more like a nuisance, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh are these you know. problems i mean you have a lot of skin in the game i mean yeah. you look at anybody in downtown columbia you probably have more on the line uh than most people and so i, I like talking to people like you because uh your words mean something because you have skin in the game unlike most people well i think about it a lot and and you know i've gotten in arguments with other business people in town who say all oh, these people are all out there you know scamming the system here i said ah not not as many as you think maybe 10 or 15 percent, maybe 20 percent, but it's not the majority of them but these people have real mental problems and they really need help but I don't know the answers. No, nobody seems to have all the answers or what it is. But, mm-hmm. uh, I don't. I, I keep vacillating between: do you throw money at the problem, or do you do the carrot to the stick method here, or some yeah. combination thereof? Here's the carrot. If you don't want that, here's the stick. I, I don't know. Uh, something's got to be done because it's, it's really leaving a bad, starting to make a bad image for the business owners. I'm also serving on the North Village Arts District uh, board, and uh, they have a major problem that the art is just people just coming in and sleeping around and making themselves at home and yeah. blocking doorways. Mm-hmm. Um, 
it's it's tough, but it's not Fred. It's not just Columbia. It's it's nationwide. Yeah, yeah. There's uh, a lot of communities, but I think that Columbia uh, exacerbates the problem by throwing so much money at it. I mean, look, you know, this is not the time and place for this, but you know, I think that that ninety percent of these problem, the people who are homeless, are said, according to police to have some kind of substance abuse problem and 50 percent of them have some kind of mental health problem yeah. and so you know it's it's something that you know if you try to address the root causes you might have but i don't see anybody really addressing the root causes for for homelessness and we're going to spend 18 million dollars and build a homeless shelter and everybody in the midwest is going to come to columbia because they think that this is where all the handouts are for for being homeless and so that probably is not going to be but but you have found a way you I get have you been what are you doing to address that issue? How do you keep those people out of your lobby? How do you keep um you know uh crime from not happening on your property? I mean are you do you have to be pretty proactive to, to Yeah, get I mean we got we you know we got the hotline to call. I think John Trapp runs the outreach program there mm-hmm. and the like in the parking garage area there there's uh, the public works has people come out and take care of the situation if they're causing a problem in the garage as well. But it's a full time job. I mean the North the, the North Village Arts District business owners are just really frustrated because it's you know they feel like their hands are tied and uh, and i don't know exactly what the police can or can't do or don't do or don't want to do um i mean i I think these people need help i mean you can't they got to get a home place someplace to live to start with and and how else you going to get your medical records your social security check or whatever if you just out yeah so but what impact will uh also in the headlines this week uh police chief jeff jones announced he's retiring what impact is that going to have what are your thoughts about that uh, I actually hadn't heard the news. So okay, yeah. For well, sure. so anyway, he... Uh, he seems young to be retiring. Yeah, well, <laughs> or very smart, one of the two. <laughs> well, I didn't say it. Uh, so yeah. I, I'm sure it's frustrating for them, too. Yeah. Uh, it's a no-win situation for our police. Yeah, it seems to be. Yeah. Uh, the other news this week, and there's a lot of news headlines involving what you do, uh, especially with the North Village Arts District, but mm-hmm. the city has announced that uh, they are going to turn the former Ameren site, mm-hmm. which I think was a brownfield environmental site. Originally, uh, yeah. Uh, they're going to turn that into a public park. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what what implications does that have for what you do? Well, I think it's good. I mean, I know the North Village Arts District has been a real promoter of that, and uh, I think your limit is what you can actually do there because they did do cleanup in there, and took a certain amount of the soil out, yeah. certain depth or something, but you, but can't, you really can't dig, right? You can't really dig is the yeah. idea here. But I, I, I think, and I haven't seen the, I know the parks department's had some vignettes and doing some public outreach about here, do this, do that type of thing. But I've always been thought the idea would put a small stage there. Maybe it's something to take down, put up. But if you could have another stage there, you think about this, then you could do with the Rose Music Hall being right yeah. there, you could do music festivals where you alternate stages, stage, yeah. small, big stage, small stage. Yeah. Thing. And, you know, bring more people downtown again. Yeah. Uh, if you look at, uh, if you look at down, you know, downtown, I tell everybody, go north, young man, because there's nothing else left. I mean, uh, yeah. you're, you butt up against university going south, and that really is the frontier. So yeah. probably not in my lifetime, but I see the downtown connecting with the, the business loop here. Oh, well, you see yeah. what's happening with the stockyards yeah. and the oh, arcade yeah. district, exactly. and there's some positive things happening. Yeah. That's Dave Parmley. He's the owner of the Broadway Hotel, uh, talking about a new conference center for Columbia and what's happening in the North Village. Uh, we'll be right back on the CEO Roundtable. This is Fred Perry. You're listening to 93.9 The Eagle. Welcome back to the CEO Roundtable Show. Fred Perry, your host. We are visiting with David Parmalee, who is the owner of the Broadway Hotel. Uh, he also has the Hampton Inn here in Columbia and uh, a couple hotels down in the Chesterfield area of St. Louis. And um, announcing his plans this week uh, to start construction on the second tower. 
Uh, we've been talking a little bit about the conference center and just some of the challenges that, uh, uh, we face in, in downtown Columbia. I, I gotta tell you something. And I, um, we've been very fortunate. Uh, you have a, um, uh, maybe you don't want me sharing the secret, but, uh, <laughs> you have an amazing chef that's headquartered there at the, at the Broadway. And he's actually director of food and beverage for mm-hmm. all of your hotels. And, but anyway, he, uh, Jeff Gwynn and, uh, he is, uh, just such a talented chef and and you know unlike a lot of chefs he's he's got a really pleasant personality i mean he's you know these guys are artists and so sometimes they're a little difficult to work with but but he is um it's just amazing we we've uh you know partnered with him with the magazine on on our ceo roundtable uh, meetings and and uh private dinner parties and 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 um it's just amazing how talented and creative he is, and mm-hmm. so uh, what a blessing! So, the best way for people to experience Jeff's cooking is to mm-hmm. is to check out Eleven Eleven. Is that go. okay? Yeah. And uh, what are the hours of Eleven Eleven? Uh, it's for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Okay, so, uh, you can go there anytime yeah. in the lobby, there and I go. think people forget it's there. I know, it's you a, know, we kind of knew that going into it. I mean. As a matter of habit, people used to say, "Hey, let's go to the hotel for dinner tonight." So, yeah, well, it's like Churchill's in the old days. You know, that yeah, was yeah. such a that was a place to eat. An afterthought. But yeah, it serves a you know. We do a lot of banquet business through there, and a the rooftop, of course. Let's not forget about that. I mean, yeah. we do a lot of events on the rooftop, and mm-hmm. a lot of catering. We cater a lot of small events up there, and rent the inside or the outside, whatever your yeah. party needs. Yeah, so, you got some so. great meeting space in there. We, in we that were property. lucky to find Jeff. So Jeff was actually the uh, the head of the culinary school of the University of Missouri oh, when right. I found him. And he joined us before we started construction. Matter of fact, well, Eric Jarvis, my general manager, mm-hmm. I think probably two-thirds of my general our managers uh, have been with me since day one. So I like to tell people either, either I'm being too nice to them or, or they can't find the keys to the handcuffs. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> I like to think it's the former. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, it really makes a difference having a seasoned staff like there because you, you can have the best hotel product out there in the world, but you've got to have the service. So. Yeah. And we always say in the business, service will always trump product. Well, yeah. I like to think we got both. Yeah. So. I want to talk a little bit about the Holiday and Executive Center. And, uh, you know, I'm not asking you to badmouth your competition, mm-hmm. but really just give us some perspective because you understand yeah. the hotel industry. Mm-hmm. I think you have had at least one opportunity to buy that property mm-hmm. in, in years past. Um, what, what happened? What was the demise of the Holiday and Executive Center? I don't know if it's any one thing. I think, you know, it, it was a big property. They kept adding on to it over the years. So they got to the point where it was kind of a feast and famine situation. If you don't have a conference, you don't have much occupancy. If you have a conference, you're full. Yeah. And so you kind of get this up and down roller coaster effect here. Mm-hmm. But over time, it's, I think it was built in the mid seventies when it started. So, I mean, there's a natural life to hotels. They don't last forever and you can only remodel them so many times till they, well, the Regency Hotel we tore down downtown for the Broadway. People say, Dave, you did a great job of remodeling that Regency <laughs> Hotel. I said, remodel my butt. Eh? You can only polish it, you know what, so many times. So anyway. Uh, yeah. That was definitely not a remodel. Yeah. Um, interesting. So I think that was kind of the issues. Yeah. It's just hard to keep up with it after a while. Yeah. So the, basically the, the property becomes functionally obsolete at, at some point. At some point, yeah. 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 And so, and it, there's a lot of maintenance on hotel rooms. I think people don't realize yeah. that it's, um, it's not just a matter of cleaning them. You well, got, you have to do a lot of things. And yeah, there's a hotel in Chesterfield Valley, the Hampton and Suites. We built it 22 years ago and we're doing our PIP product improvement plans. We renewed our franchise license for another 15 years. Mm-hmm. And, uh, they come to tell you all the things you have to do. And we basically are doing top and bottom, everything except for the exterior because it's a brick. And I think we're spending $5 million. I told my son, I said, I think we spent $7 million to build the whole thing yeah. originally. So, yeah. of course, that's me aging myself. Yeah, a long time ago, yeah. yeah. 25 years ago. But, yeah. you know, um, when you look at the hotel industry in Columbia, it's kind of interesting because I think a lot of people, if, if you don't get out and about very much, if you haven't traveled north of I-70 
or um, you know even south on 63, there have been some properties that have popped up in the last mm-hmm. few years. Um, are we still is 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 the demand growing? Is there a real correlation between the growth in our convention and visitors business uh, to the construction of hotel rooms? I think so because think every time you build a new hotel, Fred, if it takes you two years from start to finish to build it. All the other hotels out there are two years older by that time. Yeah. So you kind of get that natural turning, churning type yep. thing here. Yep. Um, and in different hotels, different locations, obviously serve different travelers' needs. So you got a lot on the highway there that is more transient, probably coming through. Mm-hmm. But this town, I, I don't know how many, I don't want to be backed on this, but I bet you two thirds of the weekends, the whole town's almost sold out for something going on between Root and Blues or True False and Olympics and, you know, you name it. Tournaments. Yeah. The tournaments, tournaments are so zoo good. football games. Yeah. And, and, yeah, that's uh, that's and, huge. and basketball. This last year, we saw a large uptick in, in room business because the basketball team did good. Yeah, that's interesting. And I noticed you have a lot of teams staying with you as well. Yeah, is that an official arrangement or is that just a no? No, I just uh, I just made it our goal to get yeah. every basketball team, which I think in most cases we do, both non conference and conference. Yep. A lot of times, the non conference ones are more of a budget, so they'll stay at the Hampton Suites. Mm-hmm. And then, Kentucky will stay at the Broadway. Yeah. Uh, matter of, of fact, I told you the story about we had the water leak. Oh, yeah. We around New Year's, Eve, New Year's Eve. Christmas Eve. Yeah. Christmas Eve. So I'm yeah. going to sit down for dinner, and I get a call. The sprinkler broke on the rooftop. froze up. We got that cold snap. And I come down here. It's a mess. But anyway, we had Kentucky men's basketball schedule come in three days later, and our elevators were totally shut down. So we called them. up. Oh, so sorry. We had this problem. We'll move you to Hampton Inn, feed you over there. I'm like, no, no, we're, we're fine. We really love the Broadway. We want to stay there. I said, yeah. You know, you have to take the stairs, right? <laughs> well, that's fine. These are you know, student athletes. They can climb some stairs. <laughs> so anyway, they did. That's pretty, uh, yeah. pretty uh, nice. Dedicated. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, I want to talk a little bit about uh, COVID. And I, you know, it's, I, I'm hoping COVID is as far in the rearview mirror as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, but looking back with sort of a, pers- you know, sort of that 2020 hindsight, mm-hmm. um, what what did COVID do to your business? Oh, it devastated us. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the scary part at the very beginning, Fred, was it I just kept throwing money in the, you know, in the oven, so to speak, or the furnace and just didn't know where the bottom was at. Cause at that point, you hadn't had any government assistance programs or yeah. out yet. And you just didn't know where the bottom was at. Uh, and it was scary. So, it's, you would know, you so, say the hospitality business took more than its fair share? Oh, of yeah, the, definitely. Unlike yeah. you know, two thousand eight recession, two thousand nine, uh, that was kind of an equal opportunity butt kicker. I say <laughs> this time around, it was highly selective. You know, airlines, yeah. hotels, restaurants. You know, uh, but meanwhile, jet ski sales and you know, like the Ozarks real estate. You know, Walmart so, was open. Yeah, yeah. Some, some industries had record breaking years during yeah. COVID, so it wasn't equally distributed the pain this time around. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, was there anything that uh, COVID did to change your business forever? Um, yeah, I think we, as far as cross training our employees, so that everybody can mm-hmm. make a bed and do this if they need to pitch in. I mean, we're fortunate. I was able to keep all my uh, uh, managers on. On employed, yeah, they had to step down and do rooms and check people in, but that's yeah. where they started, so they knew yeah. how to do it. So I was glad to be able to do that. Um, and, and then just you know, did did we lose conferences that we'll never see again? Oh, I don't know if we said ever again. Uh, conference for a while there, I was questioning whether we're going to do conferences again. But I, I've been out to Vegas a couple times in the last six months for conferences. Since conferences are back, and we're seeing more private events and, and things. So I think mm-hmm. the conference market's back. People want to meet. I mean. 
I purposely want to do this uh, Zoom. I'll get invited to Zoom five times a day. Yeah. I never get on the camera. I, you know, I'm, I'm protesting. You should just drive somewhere instead of a hotel yeah. if you want to meet somebody. See, if you want to see him in person, you know, yeah, yeah, see him in person. Yeah. And the fact that you're still in your pajamas probably He's, doesn't. That helps too. Yes, right? yeah. and, I, and my face for radio. So <laughs> that's either, right. Yeah. Um, it's, it is a, um, I think that's right. I think people like the, the benefit of getting together and, and uh, being able to uh, enjoy business face to face. Um, and it's, it's, when you, when you were talking to the banks about COVID in the hotel industry, mm-hmm. what was the biggest thing the banks were worried about? You know, it was a lot different this time around than it was in 2008. And mm-hmm. that's probably because it came from the top down from the feds. They were policy wise. Last time it was, you know, you know, if you overextend your loans or over leverage, that's too bad. You're so you probably lessons. got some grace that yeah. you would not have normally. Well, luckily, got. we never really got in a position where we got crazy with over leveraging anything. Right. So, right. But there were certainly a lot more. Let me hold your hand and help you out. We're here to help you type thing versus last time around. It was just, you know, yeah. yeah. So um, you will build the second tower, and you're going to add 80 new rooms. You're going to mm-hmm. add a lot of uh, banquet space. Mm-hmm. Um, it, what as you sort of look at the future of your properties, are there other opportunities here in Columbia for you? Are there uh, what else can be done on that property where you where you have the Broadway? Uh, well, it's pretty small sites. There's not a whole lot there. Yeah. If the conference center concept is to work out with the parcel I've got to the west there, and some other parcels, the city owns parking lot there, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, Van Matry has a small parking lot there. Yeah. That's the site we're looking at there. Do you own the D Sport building? I do. Okay, yeah. so you have the D, and then there was a, I'm trying to remember what business was in that uh, uh, small office building. It was a Timberlake Engineering? Uh, Timberlake was in next to Kehlani there. Okay, and, yeah. And I don't know if it might have been Richard Ditter's office for a while. That little okay. building tore down for the Broadway, too. Right, okay. But then immediately to the west of D Sports is a parking lot. Half the parking lot's owned by Van Matry Law Firm. The right. half's owned by the city. And then you got, I call it the Blues and the Schools building, that small building that John yep. Otto owns. Mm-hmm. And then you've got the atrium. So if you're looking at those four parcels, that's your one acre plus or minus there yeah. that you fit in there. And, and more importantly, you're taking advantage of what's already there and you're getting a total of 50,000 square feet. Yeah. A new conference center is 30,000. You add the 20 that's there and you got multiple venues that they can move through and yeah. in the dry. Yeah. Was the Ameren site ever considered as a possible conference center? Um, not really. I mean, cause back because you really couldn't dig anything there. Okay. Now, yeah. I will say that with, with this plan, the larger plan we talked about for a conference center, we'll need parking within a few blocks there. So uh, there's been talk for quite a while about another parking garage for mm-hmm. downtown. Matter of fact, there's a downtown, there's a parking commission that meets regularly and talks about it. And I, I do think it needs to go north because that's where the growth's at. Mm-hmm. So I can think of probably three or four, maybe five sites along Within two blocks of this yeah. to the north, that could make sense for a parking garage, and especially if you get the Ameren Park going too, where you've got you know, Shakespeare in the park or something. I don't know in the summertime or shows, and you got that helps serve that need as well. But that's where the growth's at. So mm-hmm. um, I see that being being yeah. So you also serve you you served for quite some time on the uh, advisory board for for downtown Columbia. What what would you how would you characterize the current health the state of the union for downtown Columbia? I think it's doing very well. I don't attend the meetings like I used to, obviously because I'm not on the board. But I know their sales tax revenues have bounced back nicely. Um, you know, some of that I'm sure is inflation adjusted. <laughs> yeah, it's easy to beat your record best month if you yeah raise, raise the prices twenty percent. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But you think that for the most part, there's there, is there is there anything that you feel like needs to be done in downtown Columbia? No, I think they're very, and, and, and the way they set it up, uh, Nikki Davis came on and Kathy Becker, so they're kind of co- co-chairs, uh, co-chairs, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And they each have their strengths. Nikki's very good at promotion and very engaged with the community and uh, kind of the face of it. And Kathy kind of knows the background here and the admin stuff and how to get grants and work on that end. So I think we're in good hands there and they've done a great job. 
Yeah. Okay. So give me um, give me next steps on the downtown conference center. So the, there's a concept. Mm-hmm. Uh, what needs to happen next? Well, we've actually we've we've talked to the city about it. They seem to be uh, enthusiastic somewhat about it. I mean, obviously the devil's in the details here. Yeah. But when you look at this report, it's it's very optimistic, very positive. Which so the city could do uh, this without losing money. Yes. Even the city. Yes. 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 Okay. <laughs> and then. Uh, Real quick, as we wrap up, uh, tell us about the completion date for the, uh, remind us of the completion date for the new tower. Uh, if then go as planned, hopefully by the uh, end of 2024. Although I will say the first hotel I built, I put a sign saying open, opening March of 1997, and then I painted April, and then I painted May. <laughs> now, I do that put, now I put up signs that says opening soon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you go. That's It's all relative, isn't it? Yeah. Well, uh, Dave, uh, congratulations on your success here in Columbia's uh, Hotel Dance Studio. Thank you for uh, raising the notch and increasing the standard uh, by bringing the Broadway Hotel to, to Columbia. It's been a real ad- a positive addition. And, and the guests that we have today, they just rave about the property, and I think it speaks volumes about our city. And so that's it's been a real positive thing. So thank you for the good work you're doing, and we're, we're, we'll be interested in having you back to give us an update on the convention center and also uh, on the, the second tower of the Broadway Hotel. That's Dave Parmley, owner of Chesterfield Hotels and uh, the owner of the Broadway Hotel in Hampton Inn here in Columbia. We'll be back next weekend with another edition of the CEO Roundtable. This is Fred Perry. You've been listening to 93.9 The Eagle. This city is my city and I love it. Yeah, I love it.